Welcome to the Secret to My Success Show. Our guests will inspire, educate, and motivate our listeners who own a business or dream about being a business owner. Today's guests will share their stories and the secrets to their success. They have valuable insight with what they went through to start and grow their business. They will share the good, the bad, and the ugly. I promise it will be fun and valuable. Later in the show, former Major League Baseball player Luis Alaseo will be here talking to former celebrities and athletes about their transition from fame to being hands-on business owners. Good morning. This is Alan with Secret to My Success here with Louis. Louis, say hi. Hello, hello, everybody. Good morning. We also have the infamous Dawn. Good morning. Good morning. Guys, welcome on Saturday. This is our new time, 8 a.m., so we got to sleep in for an extra, what, whole 17 minutes or something like that? You guys are awake now, right? Wide awake? Wide awake. Wide awake. Wide awake. So we have a real special guest with us today, and it is Velocity Ann. Anna, say hi. Hello. Good morning, everyone. How are you all today, bright and early? Good morning. Thank you very much for that. Loads of energy. Are you drinking some kind well, of you know me, special coffee? You got to be quick. You got to be on the ball. <laughs> so be it, with it. it's funny you say that, but I've played tennis with you, and there's no question that you are quick and on the ball and have that competitive you spirit. And I are the best mixed doubles tennis team, period. We won. First place. We had so much fun. First place. First place undefeated. I think we. I think we needed. We needed more competition. Alan even played injured, and he could. Uh. (laughs) I wasn't really, but thank you. It just looked like I was injured. Thanks, Anna. And by the way, I just need to say something really quick, Louis. So you are a former Boston Red Sox player. So Big Poppy's wife plays on one of my tennis teams. Tiffany, Tiffany Ortiz is one of my tennis partners. Really? That's nice. How is she doing? How is, how is she? In- Everybody's great. Everybody's great. And he's one of our biggest fans. I mean, what a fan to have out there. Help. I mean, he's not a tennis guy, but he's but he knows about sports and how to play and how to get along with people. And when you got women out on that tennis court, I don't need to tell Alan how that works. Out. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he's a great, beautiful guy. And uh, let me ask you, have you tried getting him to go tennis? Have I tried to get him getting, getting him on the tennis court? Yeah. Not yet. We're trying, but no, he's just a big, he's just our biggest fan. He really is. He's awesome. Can you challenge them to a match? You and I could take on him and his wife. Hmm. That would be easy. He just moved him around a couple of times and he's done. <laughs> <laughs> Louis, you already got the strategy yeah. for us, right? And there's another thing I have in common with Louis. So, Louis, I lived in in Massachusetts for 13 years. I went to school at Tufts. I went to Tufts University. So, my wife is from up there. I love Massachusetts. She went to uh, she went to UMass. My wife and she um, graduated in accounting there. Now she she's from Lowell. Lowell Mass. Oh, she's from Lowell. She's from Lowell Mass. Awesome. Yeah, I know Lowell well. Lowell Lawrence, all of that. I I loved it up there. So, Anna, let's talk about you. Best place to go to school. You're down here now, right? I'm here. I'm in South Miami, Florida. Yes, indeed. I'm Cuban. So, well, that's all part of my story. So, I uh, came back here when I when I left Massachusetts. I was there from '88 to 2001, and then I came back here, and I've been here ever since. I go up often. In fact, I'm going up this year for my 30 year college reunion. Nice. Wow. Nice. See a lot of bald people with gray hair. That's what you won't see. I was there five years ago. They, we still look pretty good. 
<laughs> Every five years. And any other time I can get to go to Massachusetts. I know. Louis is a lot older than yeah, you, so he's speaking from experience. I love the food. I love, I love going up there. Uh, we go to Brown's Lobsters out on the Alabama. Mm-hmm. I love that place. All right, guys, I hate to do this, but we need to start talking some business now. Let's talk. Let's talk business. Anna, Let's talk business what brought you up to Massachusetts? Well, what brought me up there or yeah. back here? First, what got you there, and let's talk about what brought All you right. back. So uh, I grew up in Hialeah, Florida. came from Cuba when I was a year old, and I always wanted to go away to school, and I got accepted to Tufts University, and my parents let me go. So I went up there, and I got my degree at Tufts. Um, married the man, a man I met while I was at club, and then lived up there, worked up there, and then got divorced and came back here. At that point, I was self-employed, so then I just came back here because my parents are here, you know, my family is here, so I wanted to be closer to them. So you started all over in business, moved from Massachusetts down to South Florida. I started all over, I, I became self-employed up there. I worked for a commodity trading firm out of Needham, Massachusetts, which is the largest beef importer in the U.S. from Australia and, and other places. He, his name was Arthur Lang of Central Beef, and he had a trading arm that was called Central International, and I was a, a cowhide trader. I was a commodity trader. I traded cattle hides. Nice. I went on my own because I realized you can make more money working for yourself than making 20 or 25% commission working for someone else. Saved all my money. When I got divorced, we had, you know, we did our what we had to do, and then I came back here, and I started all on my own. I was already on my own since '97. I started in the working in '93, went on my own in '97, then made a lot of money, saved it all, and then transferred here, and I kept doing it until 2008. And then I think in 2008 we had the big financial crisis. Right. And that crisis changed a lot of things. Things became monopolized, and smaller companies like me went out of business because we just didn't get product. Not that we didn't have clients to sell to overseas because all the hides are sold to either China or Mexico for leather production. Uh, but it was hard to get a product because the smaller producers, just like, for example, Lawrence and Lowell, Louis, that, those were canning. There used to be canneries up there. There used to be textile businesses up there. All of that went by the wayside NASA, during NASA, and then later came the 2008 financial crisis. So, that's what happened, and a, and a couple years later, I was still in the business doing a little bit, not as much as I had done. I made a lot of money in the financial crisis. Like I said, changed a lot of things. We have this mutual friend, Alan, Kathy Pareto, as yep. you know. Yep. So Kathy Pareto was visiting for Christmas at a property that I own in Arizona. I still own it. It was a vacation home. And we were there for Christmas, and she's like, this is 2011. And she said to me, girl, you got to get on LinkedIn. And I said, what LinkedIn? Fast forward, a few months later, I had my own business in basically social media management. She was my first client, Italy. Started growing my business with uh, my clients that were here that I used to play tennis with on the court. You know, doctors, lawyers, dentists, etc. They said, look, we never bought cowhides from you, but we know what kind of person you are. So we're going to trust you with our digital presence. And we don't know what this Facebook thing is. We don't know what that is yet. We don't know if it's just going to be a fly-by night. This is 2012, early 2012. And well, as we know the story. But Anna, launched, you you went back to co- 38 bucks and look at it today. You went back to college for this too later on in life. Two years later, in 2014, I was accepted to the University of Florida for their 
master's program in mass communication. And I chose to specialize in digital strategy because my thing is always strategy, how to make businesses grow, how to make companies grow. So in 2018, I finished my master's degree in mass communication with a focus on digital strategy with a 3.98 GPA from the University of Florida. And well, we're still here and still going strong and busier than ever. And let me ask you the obvious question. How do you use social media to grow your social media business? Listen, it's more like why if you're not on social media, you're going to lose business. So here's how you do it. There's several ways, right? And everyone, my, the majority of my clients are, are, have no interest, have no time, and don't even know how to do it. So as you know, it's something that changes regularly. Technology changes regularly. So platforms like Facebook and Instagram also change regularly to adapt to the times to, 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 as things continue to improve. They're also improving their platform. I always tell my clients, just because you may post once or twice, three times, four times a week onto social platforms, you're not going to grow your business. You need to pay for those Facebook ads. And those Facebook ads are very inexpensive. If you compare traditional media, print, TV, radio, you could never, I mean, there's just no comparison in terms of the prices. For pennies on the dollar, you can reach thousands of people with a very detailed, targeted audience that we create with the Facebook audience creation tool, and you start to advertise yourself. And before you know it, you're going to have a following, and you're going to have people, as long as you have a good targeted audience, and as long as you have a great call to action, and a good offer, you will find that Facebook is going to be your greatest source for revenue. The pandemic, I thought for a second before, when it first started, when we first went on lockdown, March 2000, last year of March, March 2020. Oh no, it's another financial crisis. That's the first thing I thought. Oh my goodness. Don't run off the hook. Everybody who wasn't on social media wanted to be on social media. Anna, if you were a fisherman and you were looking for one specific type of fish, and only that fish, and you didn't want any of the other fish around, you'd actually have to have the right bait, you'd have to have the right line. You wouldn't want to go out there with a big net casting everything because you'd spend too much time throwing out all the other fish that you don't want. So when you talk about targeted in Facebook, you can really get that granular and pick that one fish you're looking for? Absolutely. Absolutely. The Facebook audience creation tools, which is on the back end of business manager, you can pick the age, you can pick the sex, you can pick the location, the zip code, the neighborhood. You can pick interests. You can pick behaviors. There is nothing, you can pick income. There is uh-huh. nothing that you cannot find on that audience creation tool. In the last year, whether if it's political, if it's religious, if it's uh, jobs like employment, if it's real estate, it's it's much more um, privacy concerns type thing. So it's not you can't get as granular because they don't want you to discriminate against anyone based on sex, religion, political affiliation, or your status economically if you can buy or not buy a house. But if you're looking, for example, to sell a particular type of or tent, for example, tennis rackets, scuba diving, travel, you know, I'm into all of that. 
I get bombarded with ads every day for that type of thing because I fall into someone's audience that they created. That is pretty it's amazing. So let me ask you a question. What advice would you have for people that are going to make that jump to go work? I mean, think about it. You work for a company you make tons of money. In your case, you kind of left without a choice. The industry was changing. And you made this big jump into something totally different from what you've done. Scary stuff. What advice would you have for somebody that was in your shoes or to yourself years ago when you so made this jump? So as the same goes, necessity is the mother of invention, right? So I saw myself at 38, 39 years old, and I got five percent. I mean, I got five percent to do. And at the time, it was a recession. Country, you know, right after post-financial crisis, nobody was hiring. It was difficult. People were losing their jobs, as you know. So it was tough. So then my, I really credit, I mean, I listened to people who were experienced and successful, like Kathy Pareto, one of the top women advisors for the Wall Street Journal. And she gave me this great advice. And I looked into it and I did some research. And I said, you know, I can do this. I mean, yeah, I don't know a lot, but I can do this. And I'll learn one, one step at a time. And I completely reinvented myself. And it was one of the best decisions I ever made. So I would say to someone in the same position, go to your mentors, talk to the people who you trust, try to use them as sounding boards and get good advice, do some research. Everything's on Mr. Google, right? There's nothing you can't find on Mr. Google. Hmm. And follow your dreams. And I'm going to tell you something, Alan, as you probably know. I've heard more no's in my life than I've heard yeses. But every time you get that yes, it's a game changer. My top clients us were cold calls in 2012. I was out there making cold calls. People who started paying me, okay, we'll give you a chance. Hundreds of dollars a month, pay me thousands of dollars a month today. That's pretty amazing. I learned this a long time with Alan. And no means yes. <laughs> no can be a yes <laughs> when we find out why it's a no. Yes, overcoming the objective. Overcoming so, the objection. So, but it's okay because every time you hear that no, it's just closer to a yes, right? Correct. And how would somebody reach you? Oh, What's no, your website? My website's www.velocitysocialmedia.com. My email is Anna with one N, A N A at velocitysocialmedia.com. And my phone number is 305-796-2713. We even have, as you know, international clients. We're multilingual. We speak five languages. We're available in your language. We advertise in Europe, South America, all over North America. And Facebook ad strategy is something a business cannot do without today. So if somebody was on Facebook and they were looking for your Facebook page, what would they be searching for? Velocity Social Media. Find my business page there. My friends helped me pick that domain name, by the way, because I was a big nerd in high school. I was in physics class, and the teacher would always call me Velocity, right, because my last name is Veloso. So that became my domain name, and you have no idea how many offers I get for people to buy my domain name. Thousands of dollars a year people want to buy my domain name, VelocitySocialMedia.com. That's pretty impressive. Well, listen, we're running out of time. We can't thank you enough for being here with us today. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Louie. Thank you, Don. Thank you. We wish you the most amount of success that you can possibly obtain and helping the others that are looking for the same success. So we are so happy you are here and that you can enlighten us and teach us and help some of our other listeners grow their business as well as social media. Thank you so much. 
your brain online. If you build it, they will come. Is not how it works in social media. You need a digital strategy to make social media work. Velocity Social Media is your personal GPS to digital social media success. Let us help you build your brand and grow your business. We have affordable programs for any size business. Call Anna at 305-796-2713. That's 305-796-2713. My name is Tom Reed, and I am the Managing General Partner at WGP Insurance Services in Lake Worth, Florida. What I do is help you as a business owner have the proper protection for your business at a competitive price. We will take time to review your business plan. We will definitely listen to your concerns. We want to help you grow. There's only two things that will happen by letting Tom review your policy. One, he's going to tell you that you have perfect coverage. Or two, he's going to save you lots of money and get you the correct coverage that you need. Give Tom a call. Please call me at 561-953-2007, extension 105. I'd love to hear from you. When it comes to health coverage, you want solid value from a trustworthy company you can rely on. Florida Blue offers Medicare Advantage plans that can help you get more out of your health coverage. And don't you want more? Call Apple Insurance, your local agency for Florida Blue, at 888-MY-BLUE-8 to have all your Medicare questions answered and learn about different options. Don't settle for less than the value and stability Florida Blue has delivered throughout the state of Florida to Medicare beneficiaries for more than 25 years. Value, security, knowledge, and trust. Blue Medicare from Florida Blue means more. Call Apple Insurance at 888-MY-BLUE-8 today to speak to a licensed agent about your Medicare Advantage options. That's 888-MY-BLUE-8. Apple Insurance and Florida Blue. Call 888-MY-BLUE-8 today. Florida Blue is an independent license of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Good morning. This is Alan, Secret to My Success. I'm here with Don and Louie. Both of you say hi together. Hello. Good morning. Hello. 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 Perfect. So thank you so much for being here at our new time, Saturday morning. We get to sleep in a little longer than we normally would. And we have an incredible guest who has done some pretty amazing things. And I've known her a long time. Her name is Kara Walters. Kara, the floor is yours. Yes. Hi, guys. Hi, Kara. My apologies. I'm a little horse here but i'm going to do the best i can Kara. you guys and i appreciate you having me we, we know you're a little hungover yep <laughs> just a little i wish <laughs> no right. not these days my party days are behind me being a mom now you know i've seen your facebook page that's a lie <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you that don't know Kara, i'm going to read her little resume for you just so you know so Kara was actually one of the Supreme players on the UConn women's basketball team that won a national title. What year was that? 95. 95. And then she went on to play for, and correct me if my timing's right, but you played for the U.S. women's Olympic team that won a gold medal. Yes, I did in 2000. Okay. And then you were in the WNBA, or was WNBA before the gold medal? WNBA was before. before. The WNBA, okay. um, we won the championship for the WNBA. 
the year before I won the Olympic gold medal. Which is pretty amazing. And I, I do remember <laughs> this story that you were bringing your gold medal to a bunch of schools when you were giving speeches and talking to, to people, correct? Yeah. And somebody bit your gold medal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually had a kid drop my gold medal and dip it. And his mother said, oh, give it to me. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it and get it fixed. And I was like, are you going to bring it to the gold medal store? Like, where are you going to bring it? Just get your kid away from me right now. Because I'm so angry. <laughs> no, but, that's, you know, people always ask me, why don't you keep it in a safe deposit box? What's that going to do? You know, you have to show them that this represents a goal, whatever they might have, and that sort of thing. So, although it's a little worn, I think it's, pretty great that it's traveled around for many many people to see so i have this idea think about it when you bought a program you actually would make a backup copy so you had it and it was just as good as the original one but it was just a backup copy so if you'd like we can actually take you to a company that's a 3d printing company they'll 3d print your metal so that you could take oh my the God, copy that's a great idea so I've got a guy in New York, and I'm going to ask him to 3D print your gold medal so that you can keep the original one from being dented, bitten, thrown, or oh anything else God. in the future for you, okay? That would be awesome. Yes, that is going to be my gift to you. <laughs> That's a great idea. Why didn't I think of that earlier? Well, you know, Dan Slepp is an amazing guy. We're going to have him on the show, but he does really cool 3D printing. So, yes, he would love to do that for you if you'd let him. Wow. Pretty cool. So we'll make that happen. So okay. most people don't realize is that Kara's short at six foot eight. <laughs> Correct? Yeah, six seven actually. I'm six seven. Freaking in my old age. And you don't wear heels, of course. I do. Oh, okay. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I'm married to a very secure short man. So, <laughs> so, ask how tall her so she says that, but her husband's like six foot, so he's not that short. Right? On a good day. Six foot on a good day. Okay. And at one point she was asked, and I thought it was an amazing Kara quote, you know, how do you deal with a guy who's so short? So I'm going to let you finish that, or I'm going to see. I have no idea where you're going with some of this stuff. So I think think you had said in that quote that when we're lying in bed, we're the same height. Oh, my God. Where did you find this? I do remember this. So, yes, you need to elaborate on that. Oh, my God, where did you find that quote? <laughs> it is our job to know. But your husband's such a good guy, and he goes with it so well. Yes, he goes, he goes with the flow. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I remember saying that. Uh, but, it's, you know, it's true, though. It's <laughs> secure. I can wear my heels, and it doesn't really matter. So. That is awesome. So... <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about what I'm you're doing here. now. I'm quotes. I don't know where they came from. You're all over the internet. As somebody said prior, <laughs> Mr. Google lets all of us know. <laughs> all right. So tell us, you're obviously a celebrity in New England. Connecticut women's basketball is an amazing program. Uh, so before we get into that, let me ask you, have you been to uh, Gino's place in Manchester? I, uh, I have not. I've been to some of his other places, but not his newest one. His chicken parmesan is to die for. Really? It is. Okay. I was over there, and Gino, I mean, he's such a, how do I put it? He's the schmoozer. 
He walks around, oh. hey, how are you? Wants to talk to everybody at the tables. It is so much fun to go in there. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited to go check it out. I just haven't had time yet. Well, I'll tell you what. Louie and I will take you. Okay. Yes. We will take you and your husband. Louie, you hear that? I'm, I'm, their chicken parmesan is amazing. Aren't you in Florida? I am. doesn't matter. I, I know what a plane looks like. Oh, you, you come back and forth? I do. We do a, a bunch of business up in Connecticut and Massachusetts, so it's all good. Oh, okay. So let's talk about you. You are the voice of the UConn women's basketball, correct? Yeah. Uh, I am the in-studio analyst for the UConn women's uh, basketball team for FNY Sports New York. So how hard was that to transition from being a player on the court to watching these people, especially if you know somebody's doing something crazy, you'd like to slap them in the head, but you're being so professional in here. Let me hear it. <laughs> um, it wasn't. It wasn't too hard. It was. I was grateful that um, I had the opportunity to stay around the sport. Um, it is hard sometimes because I'm very opinionated. And I have to be careful what I say. Although my boss kind of gives me the green light to give my opinion, um, you know, you know, in this cancel culture, you got to be a little careful what you say. So it was hard for me in that way to kind of hold back um, a little bit, but I don't hold back too much. Um, giving my opinion when people do stupid stuff. <laughs> I, I got a question. Um, I come from the baseball background. Obviously, baseball then and baseball now is completely different. Yeah. Is it change as well in basketball or no? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The game has gotten so much faster. Um, it is a different game. And in so many ways, it's different. In so many ways, it's still the same. You know, fundamentals, um, the basic things about... Um, I'm really into kind of body language and teamwork and diving on loose balls and energy and talking and like all those basic things never change and that's why I, I try to instill the foundation for the, the kids I, I coach and then from there when you get into the, the physical part of it it's just gotten quicker, kids have gotten stronger they've started playing earlier um, so it is different in a lot of ways uh, could I make the team these days? I don't know <laughs> maybe not So what advice do you have somebody, for somebody who had a bad game? In baseball, you're a closer. You blew the lead, bl lost the game. They tell you you can't, you, you can't have any memory. you got to forget about it and move on. So what advice yeah. do you give to somebody who just was throwing bricks all night? Well, it's the same thing. You know, they tell shooters to have a short memory. And um, it's the same thing. you got to just keep, keep shooting. You have to know that. At this level, you practice enough that clearly you know how to do it. And it's just other factors like confidence or a lot of times it's mental. Um, so if you can kind of get out of your own head mentally, you have the ability physically because you just work so hard. I mean, that's what you do every day. So it's, you just got to keep at it, keep going, and, and it's always going to turn around. So that's not, not a problem at this level. It shouldn't be mentally anyway right so let me ask you a question if we could do this and you could stop me if I can't 
tell me your thoughts about the wage discrepancies on women professional athletes, basketball players versus men professional athletes. I know there's a, been a whole lot of stuff in the media, and if you're not comfortable, I get it. But if you well, had some I don't thoughts. Know. I mean, what's there to say about it other than, um, yeah, I, I wish the discrepancy wasn't that far off because we do exactly what LeBron does. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but as far as preparation and practicing and all the effort we, you know, put into it, and actually even more so, because the women don't make as much money, they go overseas in the off season, so they're beating their body twelve months of the year. Um, where in some ways they work harder, but do I understand how money works? Yeah, it's not coming in. I can't go out. So it's it's a matter of you know you don't make enough money in the WNBA as far as sponsors and, and butts in the seats and that sort of thing. So if they don't have it, they can't get it. But the women deserve more, 100%. Um, so that, it's just a tough situation. You know, what are you going to do? So hopefully, you know, it's come a long way. Hopefully it will get better. The women really make their money by going overseas in the offseason. You know, Sue Bird, Dianne they're millionaires. And it has nothing to do with playing in the WNBA. It's all about playing overseas. It's too bad that they have to go overseas to actually make more money. I mean, this is the United yeah. States, and they've got to leave this country to make more money. Yeah, and it's not always the best life. Let me tell you, I played in China. Uh, never would I go back there. I mean, so you're just kind of doing what you love and making money while your body's still young enough to do it, and then you get out. So um, it's not the best life, but you got to stay in shape for the WNBA season, and you got to make some money, so you go do that. It seems that there's such a following. Obviously, college basketball is the precursor to professional. There's no, not many minor league basketball teams. But, like, the Mohegan Sun have done real well because you've got this huge Connecticut UConn following that likes to be down there and watching games. You would think that they'd be able to coordinate a little better to drive more revenue so they could pay more people. Thoughts? Right. Yeah, I mean, you would think that, right? Right. But then only certain teams... I mean, you can't have one team that's able to pay a million dollars and the other team that can't. So it doesn't really matter that Mohegan Sun brings in a lot of money. They're not allowed to give it out if other teams can't, you know? So I have a buddy of mine that you know very well, Spin Zucker. You were kind enough to be at one of his uh, golf tournaments. Do you remember? No. And it was hysterical. So Spins, like, probably all of five foot six, maybe, <laughs> with heels. And it was the funniest thing because he's up there. He's so proud to have you there, and he's introducing you. And he goes through this whole thing, and you walk up to him and said, Hey, buddy, next time you introduce somebody, you should stand up. <laughs> and he was. <laughs> he thought that was the best oh moment God, of his life. I, I, once again, thanks for reminding me of all my stories. I just thought it was hysterical. The guy adores you. I, every time I look on Facebook, I see he's trolling you somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I'm so old school that I don't even do Twitter and Instagram. I mean, I'm on there, but I don't do it. it that you know, I, I do old people Facebook just to see like my friends' kids 
you know, with work, they always say, oh, you should be on Twitter more. And you know what? I don't trust myself to not say something stupid, first of all. And second of all, if you start reading all the stuff that people say and taking it to heart, then, you know, you'll lose your mind. And for example, last year when Paige Beckers came in, I was saying something on air referring to the transition from college to, I mean, from high school to college, right? And I said how it's amazing how she's made the adjustment. Now, meanwhile, this was a compliment, right? I was saying how amazing the adjustment is because oftentimes when players come from high school, especially these AAU programs, they have AAU coaches kissing their butt telling them they can do whatever they want and run in the show. And then they go to a place like UConn and they have to make that transition of it's not all about you. And that's the very first thing Gino teaches you when you come on campus is we're a team and it's not all about you. So that can be hard sometimes and Pete did a good job making that transition. So I get a message in my Facebook like you should do your research before you talk or whatever. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, here we go. And then he's like, you go to this person's Facebook or whatever. And I'm like, I really shouldn't go down this rabbit hole, but I'm curious why, right? And so I ask, I, I go down there and this guy and this person says something to the effect of, um, I, you know, I can't believe she said that, blah, 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 blah. That didn't happen to Paige. Her butt wasn't kissed, blah, blah, blah. And then everyone's saying all these things. The, the friend of this guy who's posting this is like, yeah, I don't like listening to her. And yeah, she needs to put down the mic and the donuts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, what? Like these people, like this is why I don't go on the internet. Well, come to find out it was Paige Becker's AAU coach. And he was insulted that I said that AAU coaches kissed Paige Becker's butt. Now, first of all, I didn't say Paige Becker's AAU coach kissed her butt. I was using the example of oftentimes a player of her caliber, her AAU coach will kiss her butt. So I was like, dude, why are you so sensitive? Like, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't referring to you at all. I said, I don't even know you. Like, I reached out to him and I messaged him. And I was like, I don't even know you. And then, like, well, thanks for reaching out. I, I take things very personally with, with Paige. And I'm like, oh, my God. Dude, this is exactly why I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram. So people have a hard time finding me sometimes. <laughs> so the, the moral of the story is if you need me, I'll go to uh, old people Facebook and you can find it. <laughs> I got to tell you, I thought it was very big of you to reach out to this guy because the average person would have said, I want to find a way to bury him, and I just want a bigger shovel. I <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna... I know I, I I'm nice. You are nice. So let me ask you one last question. Ah, we can keep going. Let me ask you another question. So there's been a lot of talk about athletes getting paid for college performance, and it seems like the colleges. I mean, look, the UConn basketball program has you know made all kinds of money. Their football program probably cost them more than they would make. Your thoughts on college athletes at least getting a stipend or getting paid by the universities? Don't get me started on this mill Sorry. thing because I hate it. <laughs> okay. um, 
I understand the basic concepts, right, of wanting to get paid for your name, image, and likeness, right? That's not a bad thing. I wish I made money off of all my jerseys and all my stuff back in the day. However, there's so many layers to it that they didn't think through before they made it okay. And part of this is, and Gino hates it, it's everything he's against of, like I said before, when you come to Connecticut, it's not all about you. We're a team, and we... You know, they don't have this, the name on the back of their jerseys for a reason because it's one name on the front. Well, this just separates everybody, right? And Neil only benefits, like, one or two people on a team. So here you have someone like Paige making a million dollars, somebody at the end of the bench that can't buy pizza. What does that do in a team, right? What does that cause amongst them? Now, also, here's Paige doing her TikTok or whatever the heck it's called, which is a full-time job in itself, and you're supposed to be doing school and basketball. So, I mean, it's a huge distraction. It is the end of amateur sports as we know it. Um, and I just think that, like I said, the basic, like, okay, maybe they should just get paid off somebody, you know, selling their jersey and using their picture. But to go down the whole social media, endorsements, agents, like that is just, way of a headache for Gino, you know? And then he's got more parents calling saying, give my kid playing time because she gets playing time, maybe she'll get a TikTok or an endorsement or whatever. You know what I mean? So I am so anti this mill thing. I can't even tell him get me started. It seems like it's always one extreme to the other, whereas if you were a kid going to college and you were given some sort of scholarship and you needed to make money, they'd give you a job somewhere at school and you'd work and get paid a stipend for the work that you did. It seems like years ago they should have done the same thing with any athlete, that what you're doing is your passion, you're getting a scholarship, but you're working and you're probably putting in more hours than anybody else there between school, practice, games, travel. You think they would have figured out a way to give athletes money so it didn't come to this. Yes. Agreed. The NCAA should have done things long before so it didn't come to this, in my opinion. You know, but some of the NCAA rules are ridiculous. So, I'm I'm glad I'm not in in the middle of that as a coach. You know, for as much as Gino hates it, he's got to roll with it. He has no choice. I mean, think about it as a recruiting tool. Right. If you don't, if you don't agree, if your state, it's a state by state thing. If your state doesn't approve it, people might think twice about going to your school. I don't know necessarily with UConn, but with a college, any college, it's a recruiting tool. So that's an advantage too. So everything the NCAA's kind of tried to do is keep everybody equal as far as recruiting. That's going out the window too. So the NCAA should have thought of that a while ago before they didn't loosen up the reins a little bit. I would agree with that. So yeah. I've, I've seen some amazing UConn women's basketball teams, and everybody always wondered, would one of those incredible UConn women's basketball teams been able to take on one of the mediocre, even one of the better UConn men's basketball teams? Let me hear a little <laughs> of your ego here, just a little. I mean, you should see their practices. I was at practice the other day. They have a whole trial from men's squad that they play against every day. So they... I mean, let's be real. There are physical differences between men and women. That's just how it is. Um, So you're not going to have the abilities that the men have physically 
what they do against uh, what I see against men every day. I mean, clearly they're not men like Ray Allen, but playing against men every day, they've just gotten better and faster and quicker and stronger, but they'll never be at that caliber. So can they beat some of the great men's teams if you're doing a shooting contest? 100%. Can you beat them if you have to bang in the post with them? Maybe not, you know? So it depends. They really, there's a lot of factors there, but I got to tell you, they would, uh, they would represent very well. They would, they would still uh, make women's basketball players very proud. I want to be a guest when that game happens. Can you make sure I'm invited? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice would you have for anybody and anybody's transition from being in one of the roles that you've been in to actually being in business and being successful in the afterlife of sports? What advice would you have? Well, you know, everything I've learned, I've learned through basketball, really, um, as funny as that sounds, but Gino wasn't just a coach. In fact, I think his exes and those are the, the, the last thing that helped him be successful, if that makes sense. It's more of the kind of person that he recruits and how he molds that person into, to, from a player to a, to a human being that can survive and thrive in the quote-unquote real world when we're done playing. Um, and he's prepared me and all of us women um, to be successful in the next chapter. And all the things he taught us about hard work and discipline and carrying yourself a certain way and representing yourself and um, just mentally being tough. So many things I could go on and on that translate into the real world. And I am grateful for him, not just, not just you know, kind of using people for their physical abilities. He was more into molding us into great people and helping us be successful at every level. And once a husky, always a husky. So we come back. Um, we are all like a big family. We help each other out. So if there's anything we need um, to be successful, we just kind of reach out. Um, so it's, it's, it's been hard not doing what you've done every day for your whole life and missing the sport that's given me so much, but making the transition into, um, you know, the real world. And I do my TV stuff and I do camp, summer basketball camps and clinics and speaking engagements and I'm a mom. And uh, my older daughter is a freshman in, in high school and be able to watch her now and kind of impart that wisdom to her, I said, listen, if you listen to me, you're going to have a leg up because I'm going to teach you everything Gino did. And then she'll go, yeah, whatever, mom. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a mom. What do I know? You know, I only have a gold medal, but whatever. Um, but everything I learned through basketball is definitely translated into helping me be successful in the real world. Well, you've got an incredible story, and uh, I'm going to see yeah. if Louie has another question before we wrap up. You got anything, Louie? No, we're good, man. It's, impre it's impressive. I mean, listening to her talk and listening to her perspective and, and you know, how women's basketball is evolving and how they're getting paid now, and obviously I kind of went through that because I went through college myself, and obviously now the guys are not getting paid, but it's pretty amazing what you're doing, and you keep, keep up the good work and keep working hard and stay in the game as long as you can. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me. Kara, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. You're amazing. You're welcome. And uh, send my, 
my best to your family and uh next time i'm up there Thank we you. have you got too. to go in there and we've got to go to uh it's it's aura isn't it and you yep, speak Cafe aura. uh so if Gino doesn't pay for uh, my meal at Cafe Aura, it's on you. I'm paying for your meal. I won't even let Gino pay for <laughs> you your go. meal, okay? I'll remember that. It's on you. Yes, it's on me. Because I didn't have a meal um, when I was in college. So I'm not a millionaire like Peace Packer. So dinner's on you. Dinner's absolutely on me. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Give me a call. Thank you, Kara. Thank you so All much. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Your brain online. If you build it, they will come. Is not how it works in social media. You need a digital strategy to make social media work. Velocity Social Media is your personal GPS to digital social media success. Let us help you build your brand and grow your business. We have affordable programs for any size business. Call Anna at 305-796-2713. That's 305-796-2713. My name is Tom Reed, and I am the Managing General Partner at WGP Insurance Services in Lake Worth, Florida. What I do is help you as a business owner have the proper protection for your business at a competitive price. We will take time to review your business plan. We will definitely listen to your concerns. We want to help you grow. There's only two things that will happen by letting Tom review your policy. One, he's going to tell you that you have perfect coverage. Or two, he's going to save you lots of money and get you the correct coverage that you need. Give Tom a call. Please call me at 561-953-2007, extension 105. I'd love to hear from you. When it comes to health coverage, you want solid value from a trustworthy company you can rely on. Florida Blue offers Medicare Advantage plans that can help you get more out of your health coverage. And don't you want more? Call Apple Insurance, your local agency for Florida Blue, at 888-MY-BLUE-8 to have all your Medicare questions answered and learn about different options. Don't settle for less than the value and stability Florida Blue has delivered throughout the state of Florida to Medicare beneficiaries for more than 25 years. Value, security, knowledge, and trust. Blue Medicare from Florida Blue means more. Call Apple Insurance at 888-MY-BLUE-8 today to speak to a licensed agent about your Medicare Advantage options. That's 888-MY-BLUE-8. Apple Insurance and Florida Blue. Call 888-MY-BLUE-8 today. Florida Blue is an independent license of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Thanks for listening to The Secret to My Success on Legends 100.3. Tune in next week for more from Alan, George Lewis, and their spectacular guests. Find The Secret to Your Success.